It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 21st, 2018. My name is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. On today's episode, we'll talk a little bit about Jonathan Isaac as we get ready for his second season, his sophomore year. And then as we get ready for, uh, this, won't, this won't be our last show before Media Day, but the last show before Media Day actually takes place because um, I'll, I'll, I'll have a show before Media Day. I'm, now I'm confusing myself. We'll do another show before Media Day, of course. Uh, talk about a couple players there. But this last weekend before Media Day takes place, I'll leave you with a little bit of a thought that I have for the start of the season that I want to make sure uh, that that we address and, and talk about a little bit here on the show uh, while we while we still have hope and optimism in us. But before we do any of that, I do want to take a moment to uh, tell you that you have, if you haven't already, please check out the great podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find shows covering every team in the NBA. We'll be kicking up into high gear here in just a few moments. Um, probably now. By now, I think most shows are probably back to being daily. So if you want an update on any team in the NBA, just search for Locked On and the NBA team you're looking for. Locked On NBA is a great way to stay abreast of all the national issues. Great hosts there uh, on the daily Locked On NBA show. Locked On Fantasy Basketball will get you ready for the fantasy basketball season. But just like there's an NBA podcast, there's an MLB podcast likely for your team. There's an NFL podcast for your team. And increasingly now, there are also college podcasts, including Locked On Seminoles, which premiered uh, uh, just a little while ago. So definitely, definitely, definitely check out the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find them online. Just search for iTunes. Just search on iTunes for Locked On and the team you are looking for. Obviously, a, a lot of this coming season is focused very narrowly on a couple players. Um, this, this obviously feels like a transition moment for the team. This obviously feels like a, a, a moment where the Magic seem to be setting their future for the long term. 
Uh, and a lot of fans are rightly focused on these players. And, and I'll, I'll have a word about that focus coming up uh, a little bit later on in the show. But obviously, very few players are likely as important or as intriguing as Orlando Magic for Jonathan Isaac. When the Magic drafted him with the sixth overall pick, there was a fair bit of intrigue about him because physically, he had all the talent in the world. It looked like he was uh, going to be an interesting player for sure. Uh, Certainly one with strong defensive potential, but with some noted weaknesses that, that we've noted here plenty of times and saw play out to some extent throughout his rookie year. But unfortunately for Jonathan Isaac, the Magic didn't get to see him play very much his rookie year. He appeared in only 27 games for the Magic last year. Uh, uh, despite a pretty solid start to his to his rookie campaign, 12 games into the season with Orlando sitting at 8-4, and four, he rolls his ankle going up for an offensive rebound, landing on someone's foot. I've had that happen to me. It's not fun. And he's essentially knocked out for the rest of the season. Came back for a few games in December, clearly wasn't right. They put him on the shelf again until March, and he played well in his time back in March, but definitely was out of rhythm, and his rookie season became a wash. Um, I unfortunately did have to field some people on Twitter and, and some Magic fans claiming he's a bust because he didn't play his rookie year, or Dennis Smith Jr. looked better, or this player looked better, or whatever the case may be. You don't draft a player for his rookie year, don't call him a bust yet. Certainly, uh, his rookie year, you can probably fairly say was a bust through no fault of his own. Because, honestly, when Isaac was on the floor, he made such a clear impact. It was It's annoying that we can't talk about Jonathan Isaac as one of the best rookies in the class because few rookies had the kind of impact that Jonathan Isaac had for the Orlando Magic or for if really for any team. I think if you stuck him on the Boston Celtics instead of Jason Tatum, maybe he wouldn't have had the scoring that Tatum did, but his impact would be just as big. And that's because for a player of Jonathan Isaac's age, a player at, what, 20 years old, 19 years old, Isaac had an advanced understanding of defense, or at least the advanced IQ enough to recover defensively when he made mistakes. He made plenty of those. And to still make a positive impact for his team. As much noise as there is in on-off ratings and on-off statistics, the Orlando Magic were a significantly better team defensively with Jonathan Isaac on the floor. In fact, Isaac, the team was five points per 100 possessions better with Isaac on the floor than he was off the floor. Orlando had essentially a league average defense when Jonathan Isaac was on the floor. They were one of the worst defensive teams in the league for all of last season. Can you put all of this on Isaac? No. But the eye test passes too. You just go back to that game against the Toronto Raptors, one of his first games back from that second stint on the injured list, when he had six steals. You go back and watch him play where he gets himself in the right spot, in good position. And you see very clearly the kind of defensive impact that he can have. More than anything else, Isaac you know, would have forced himself into play because he makes such a clear impact for the team. 
a positive impact for the team. More importantly, yes, his offense was a complete mess last year. Maybe a product of him not being in rhythm because of the injury. Um, you know, who knows? Shot around 38% from beyond the arc, but overall shot low 40s, under 40 from, from the field. It's all a work in progress for him. And, and, and offense is, you know, was something that wasn't his job last year. And really, toward the end of last season, it felt like the Magic just kind of threw him out there to throw him out there. So now the question becomes, A, does Isaac get a rookie season redo? Or B, can he really grow off a rookie season that really wasn't and have the kind of strong sophomore season that you come to expect from high-level draft picks? Judging by Summer League, Isaac seems like he's capable of taking another step forward. Certainly one of the big goals for the Magic uh, and for Isaac was to was to get more muscle on him. I mean, he was drafted. He was thin. Everyone knew that he needed to put some muscle on his frame. And we put him on muscle watch very early on in the summer when we got some workout video of him. Saw him at saw him at summer league. Saw him play. Look much stronger and look much bigger. The question is, can does he have the durability and the strength to get through the 82 game gauntlet that he's never been through so far in his career? Because he only played 27 games last year, most of it injured. But Summer League did show something else. Not only was Isaac a high-level defender, averaging nearly three blocks per game, the double block on Jaron Jackson Jr. was the highlight of Summer League. He showed a newfound aggression, a willingness to take shots, an ability to create shots, especially in the post, that he didn't have last year. And yes, Isaac still had a poor shooting percentage at around 37% in Summer League, maybe a product of trying to take too many shots, trying to be too aggressive. Uh, doing something that wasn't quite in his nature. Well, all that is true. Isaac still was very impressive. Still showed exactly what the Magic needed to see from him. Defensively, he was all there. The, one of the best defenders at Summer League, looking like a second-year player should, a man among boys. Isaac looked like he knew what he was doing. That's really what you want to see out of those second-year players. Offensively, he looked like he could add a little bit more to his game and contribute a little bit more this year. And so now the question becomes, as we shift over to training camp and the regular season, as we ponder what Isaac worked on and improved upon in the second half of the summer, because remember, Summer League is the midpoint of the summer, not the end of it. As we shift now over to training camp, we wonder... Just how good is Jonathan Isaac going to be this year? And just how good can he be in the future? I've been on a couple fantasy basketball podcasts already and have had a lot of the fantasy basketball hosts ask me about Jonathan Isaac specifically. They see Isaac as a potential Andre Kirilenko type. If you remember back in the mid-2000s, Andre Kirilenko literally, literally, I mean this literally, was one of the most sought-after fantasy basketball players because he could give you a, 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 a strong measurement in every statistical category. Points, rebounds, field goal percentage, rebound, uh, blocks, assists, steals. A lot of fantasy basketball people see Isaac as one of these 6-1 guys. We'll get you a block, steal, you know, block, a steal you know, per night, an assist, a rebound fill up the entire statue. 
That's really what the Magic envisioned for Jonathan Isaac in the future. And I'm one who thinks that Jonathan Isaac is ready to take that next step. I, I think Isaac is going to earn the starting spot for opening night. I think, A, he's too valuable. He's so important to what the Magic want to do. But B, his defense is going to be so good and his offense is going to be good enough that he'll earn those minutes, that he'll earn that role. Now, will he hold it all 82 games? I don't know. Are the Magic maybe going to bring him along slowly like they did Bamba? I don't know. But I, I am sold on Isaac taking that next step. I think he'll have a few games where he scores 20 and looks like the, the future star that, that some people think he can be. But that's all getting ahead of ourselves because this year is about laying the foundations. This year is about beginning to plant the seeds for this team's future growth. And Jonathan Isaac is, the, is I don't want to say the biggest tree, but one of the big trees that the team hoping sprouts. And this year, it's not going to be completely about Isaac's production. He's got to produce. He's got to play. He's got to play well. But this year is about getting Isaac comfortable on the floor, giving him a role that he can succeed in, and letting him find his way. Magic have every opportunity available for him to do that. But then that next question comes in. Just how good can Isaac be? That's that's the open-ended question for the whole season as the Magic begin planning their future. And that's really the task ahead of Jonathan Isaac to prove just how good he can be. Orlando Magic fans are understandably very excited about him. I am I am on board the Jonathan Isaac train. I think he will be a first team all NBA player, first team all NBA defensive player at some point in his career. I am that sold on his defense. The kid is amazing on that end. I don't think the Magic honestly, I don't think the Magic have ever had a perimeter defender at Jonathan Isaac's potential level. Even Jonathan Isaac today might be one of the best perimeter defenders the Magic have ever had. And that includes Aaron Gordon. That includes Nick Anderson. That includes Michael Petras. That includes Matt Barnes. I, I'm really sold on what this kid can be on that end. It's Whether he is the answer on offense, whether he's Michael Kidd-Gilchrist or Andre Kirilenko, it's going to get determined on how his offensive game develops. And I think that's what we'll really keep an eye on this season. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. 
Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. As we talk about Jonathan Isaac and, and eventually bring in Mohamed Bamba, who we'll talk about a little bit more on Monday's episode, as well as Aaron Gordon, who we talked about on an episode earlier this week, it's easy to, to run away and think about the future. In fact, this whole season, it feels like, is really about the Magic's future. It's about how the team develops and what direction the team takes. Jeff Weltman, obviously, is starting to bring in the players that, that he wants and the pieces that he wants and is beginning to, to, to move the chessboard around. Magic don't have a lot of cap room. They can't make a lot of moves quite yet. And so the big splashy move isn't there. And so for now, the team appears to be focused on incremental improvement, on getting better every day, on slowly and steadily improving until it's the right moment to strike. And again, hoping that they hit, hit it big on one pick, that... Or, or the one player develops finally into the guy they need and the whole fortune of the team changes. Or, you know, maybe they find the right coach. It's easy to get swept up in, in, in this season at this moment to say, you know, this season doesn't matter. Or it's best for the Magic to, to you know, let things play out the way they, they will and the result doesn't matter. And... I'm not going to disagree with you there. I don't think there is a necessarily bad result to the season. The worst the worst case, as the ringer pointed out, is more of the same. And really, the measure of success for this season, in the long run, is do the Magic have a direction now? Are the Magic moving forward rather than maybe staying stagnant? But it is September 21st. It is the Friday before media day. The Friday before training camp begins. And there is a lot of time to talk about the future of this team. There is a lot of time to ponder the next move that Jeff Waltman is going to make. The trade deadline which I think the Magic will be very active in because they've had, they have a couple of veteran expiring contracts that should draw some interest. Finding the right ways to get the most out of the young guys, playing them more and more and more, letting them make mistakes. All that is important. But at this day, on this day, at this time, that's not the all-consuming thought. There will be plenty of time to think about the future of the Orlando Magic. There will be plenty of time to plot out, debate those next moves. There will be plenty of time to discuss whether the Magic should push their chips into the, into the middle of the table. They shouldn't, but we can discuss that. Today is the day to think about the present. To think about the possibility of zero and zero. Of the surprise that might be around the corner. Because if you focus too much on the eventualities or the potential 
or what might happen or what could happen or what should happen or what the team should do. You might lose sight on something special or you might lose sight on something that could lead the team down the path they need to go down. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Orlando Magic will make the playoffs. I don't believe that. I think that this is a team that's probably going to win somewhere in the low 30s, maybe mid-30s if they're really good, if they really play up to their full potential. Barring an, an Aaron Gordon pulling a Victor Oladipo and becoming a top 20 player overnight, this is still a team that has a lot of flaws. The shooting being chief among them. The point guard play, a huge question mark. We still don't know how good Jonathan Isaac is and how much he can really contribute on a night-in, night-out basis because the good players aren't good for one night or, or aren't good because they have potential to be good. The good players are good because they're good every night. We don't know just how ready Muhammad Bamba is to be a defensive force or even if he will. He should, but we don't know. There are a lot of big questions to ask about this Magic team, and we will ask them. But at the same time, there's a lot of hope, too. Aaron Gordon can take that leap. Jonathan Isaac can be a big contributor and a a positive impactor defensively. Terrence Ross should and could return to his mean a borderline starter level. Nikola Vucevic, for as much as you want to criticize him, has shown improvements every single year of his career. Maybe he adds that three-point shot, becomes a bigger offensive weapon. Maybe he goes back to playing the defense he played before his injury, where he was really good, where he was maybe not really good defensively, but certainly passable and making a positive impact on the defensive end. Or maybe Muhammad Bamba is truly ready to take this in, this league by storm and be a defensive disruptor that the Magic haven't had since Dwight Howard. All this can happen this season. There is a lot that needs, needs to go into making this team what they want to be. A high draft pick would not be the worst thing in the world to do that. But that's not the thought at the beginning of the season. The thought for Steve Clifford is to help his players grow and develop, but also to get the most out of them in the present, to figure out which combinations, which players help him win today, because ultimately that's going to make them better, that's going to make the team better, and that's going to make the whole outlook for this team change. Now is not the time to worry about the future. Now is not the time to ponder up Nikola Vucevic trades or Terrence Ross trades or say, you know, the Magic shouldn't have kept Aaron Gordon or the Magic should tank. Now is not that time. Now is the time to give in a little bit to the possibility of what the 2019 season can be. Now is the time to believe again. To think that everything can go right. And Steve Clifford can work his his wizardry, pun intended, and turn this team into a top 10 defensive team. And to see that potential in them. To see 
that potential of Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac being defensive terrors, Muhammad Bamba behind them blocking shots. Now's the time to, to envision everything working. Your, your brain may tell you that it won't, and your brain is probably right. But this is also a time to believe in what your heart's telling you as well. To, be, to, to give yourself over to that belief that this team can outperform expectations. That this team can be the one that surprises. I see that potential in them. Just because I don't think it will happen doesn't mean I don't see it. There is a universe where the Magic make a playoff run this year and, and get into the playoffs and break that streak. We saw it in the way that they played at the beginning of last season, that they have that in them, at least for a short period of time. A not insignificant time, but not a strong enough sample to, to really believe in them. But Evan Fournier is a solid veteran. Nikola Vucevic is a solid veteran. Terrence Ross and Jonathan Simmons are, are good contributors off the bench. DJ Augustin, for all his flaws and, and the flaws of the point guard position, is, a, is just a steady veteran to have. They all can help this team succeed. They all can help this team outperform expectations. They all will possibly make this team's future brighter, not only in the long term, but in the short term. So today, 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 today is the time to think about, to dream about what the 2019 season can hold in store in a good way. Because everyone's O and O. Everyone's in the same boat. And anything can happen in this league. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a look at the rivalry that matters in Orlando Magic history, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll probably revisit that piece a little bit closer to the beginning of the season. 
But until then, we'll have another episode before Media Day on Monday uh, doing some more player outlooks. We'll have a complete wrap of Media Day on Tuesday's episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.